This is what three points looks like. <laughs> you see, we're all we're all smiles now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny, <laughs> funny though, because <laughs> even though obviously that situation, obviously we're going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Carlos's response is quite uh, abrupt. I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely no. <laughs> oh dear, well, that's well, it's, it's not going to happen. happen. It's not going to happen. Well, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. It's it's way well. We're all going to talk about it. Uh, the thing, two things I want to talk about. We could, that's, every week we could talk about Liverpool, couldn't we, or Tottenham? <laughs> but I think we've uh, we'll take a break this week. I mean, it's ridiculous. Did you, I don't know if you heard this while we're talking about what uh, Mourinho said. You know what, about his, what his best coaching staff in the world, or whatever. Best coaching staff in the world. Uh, his, his methods are the best in the world. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's confident. I'll give him that. <laughs> and it's his worst manager, managerial run ever. Well, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say five, adders, uh, five defeats in six matches is testament to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? They're about to play us very soon. So things are going to yeah, change for them. They'll break that run. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know. That, well, didn't, you, didn't you draw against them last time you played them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very good yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's the point we're going to get against them for the next ten years. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, shall we talk about your team anyway? Oh, All yeah. of a sudden, Gareth Bale is going to be brilliant when he plays against us. Wow. Oh yeah, he'll he'll add a few million onto his price. Carl, your your volume, your sound is muffled. I beg your pardon. Oh yes, your microphone. Uh, Malcolm, That's because you... I forgot. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. What a pro. What a, what a pro. <laughs> Not much she's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you've forgotten? You got some trousers um, on? What? <laughs> no need. No need. No need. We can't, can't see. Him. He's not going to stand yeah, up, is he? No, he's yeah. not. <laughs> I probably will, actually. Without realizing, no, that's much better. Yeah, any better? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 How, how did you yeah, boys hello, do? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> how did you boys do yesterday, Carlos? By the way, we won one nil. Oh, oh, brilliant! You were very quiet yesterday, so I assume it was very intense for you. It was. It was very, very close. It was tight. It was a uh, the the, uh, the opponents were were good. Okay. Uh, but we we scored with eight minute eight minutes to go, so it was. Okay. Well done. It was very, very exciting. Yeah. Were you, were you doing your Mourinho run across? I did. I ran across, and the player who scored came across, and we embraced. <laughs> <laughs> no COVID protocols there. Oh, no, no. Oh, why not? And uh, yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. And uh... uh, you're right. So let's talk about Fulham then, boys. So. Yesterday, yesterday, what a game! What a game! I loved it. It was um, for me as a neutral, um, it, it was lovely. Um, so, uh, first of all, let's let's go to you, Carlos, about it. So, what, what was your kind of summary of the game? What was your thoughts about it? Well, it was obviously very tense. Uh, both teams knew it was a good opportunity to get points. Sheffield United haven't really got much hope, but any hope they they did have, I think, required a win at Craven Cottage. As for Fulham, they knew that winning would put them within three points of Newcastle. Uh, 
with Newcastle having to go to Old Trafford. So uh, obviously, I think the uh, the the importance of the game uh, affected the quality of the football we saw. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think I thought Fulham were on top for most of the game, but things were going wrong in the final third. Uh, uh, as they have been most of the season. But the fact is that in recent games with, uh, with, with Maya or Maja up front, um, it's been looking slightly different. Um, but this time he didn't really get a look in, to be fair. Um, and, and, and even though we were dominating, it didn't look like we were going to score. It was looking really, really difficult. But eventually it came. It was a bit lucky because Lookman got a rebound mm. and then shot and it went under the under the goalkeeper. Yeah. It was always going to happen like that. I don't think it was going to be a quality goal. What he did was okay, but he did require two moments of luck. I thought it was uh, a moment of magic. I appreciate you needed luck, but look, if, forget it in, in that tight corner. Come on. That was a pretty good, it's very clean. That could have What I would say is that his intention was good, yeah. but his execution was fluky. <laughs> I mean, I could have that same intention, and if I had the same luck, then I'd probably score the same goal. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Even if I would. Even if I would. Even. Oh, seriously. If you get luck like that, there were two or three defenders standing around uh, in front of him. He had quite a lot to do, but like, he, like Carlos said, he got a luck lucky rebound uh it found itself in front of the goalkeeper he kicked it at the goalkeeper it went through his legs i mean it was it was a weak effort of course but um you know the goalkeeper uh, was really sick about it the defenders were really upset about it you could see that they knew that they sick as up. a parrot sick as parrots they all were um i think we i think um it was awful to watch, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it was all about just putting the ball in the net just at least once, which is what we did. Um, I, I, it wasn't pretty. I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't actually enjoy one minute. Um, and as for the last 10 minutes, uh, Carlos would tell you, I, I sent him a message saying, I, I can't stand it anymore. I'm upstairs in my bedroom, door locked, lights off. <laughs> I opened the window and just listened to the bird song. It was nighttime, but little birdies were singing. And I thought, oh, this is relaxing. But of course, People are sending messages on my phone constantly from the Fulham yeah. um, groups we belong to. And, and of course, Carlos uh, was corresponding with me. Um, so I was keeping in touch, even though I wasn't watching. And it, it, that's better for your blood pressure, let me tell you. Um, but then when I heard there were seven minutes added on, seven minutes. There's a lot. I mean, that's, that's Fergie time. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, and, and, and a penalty that should have been given to Sheffield United. Well, yeah, we'll although they dismissed that. that quite quickly, thank God. <laughs> Um, so we did enough. Uh, not, not very convincing, but um, extremely important in the context of Newcastle then having to play Manchester United. That result was also in the balance for quite a long period. Uh, I thought Newcastle played really well, um, but United did what United do, fortunately for us. Um, so, yes, it is definitely on. Um, whatever Carl says, yes, sadly, after the Palace game, we've got three nightmare games coming up uh, and Newcastle's look uh, somewhat easier on paper but in May Newcastle have got a nightmare running before they hit Sheffield United and us mm. at the end they've got a nightmare five games that's the time if we can still be in touch with them by those five games I think we've got a great chance yeah wouldn't it be incredible though if the final game of the season which is between oh, you can see it, you can see it coming it's going to be brilliant. Well, not really. not for you guys. 
Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, listen. Sure. If I if I had any influence on the matter, I would say yes. I want that match to be the decider. Yeah, I would take that now. I, I think we can do better up till then. I really do. I think we can get to that game possibly only needing a draw. Mm. Uh, a goal difference hopefully will be still superior to theirs, even if it's by one or two. And um, you're at home. Would... You're at home. Yeah, well, that hasn't meant much this year. Mm. By the way, by the way, we were talking about Lukman's finishing and that Varton could probably do the same. I actually yeah. saw Varton hit the crossbar once. <laughs> from, from where? Well, from outside of the box. Oh, really? You don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also did see him score once. Yes, oh. once. <laughs> uh, oh, what a glorious. It's, it's funny though about the stress. But it was well. a great goal. Oh, was it? it okay. was. What was it? A volley? Half volley? What was it? I think it rebounded off his face. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. It was a good goal. It was a good goal. <laughs> but uh, you talk about the stress and stuff obviously Martin you talked about his being, being locked mm. up and stuff like that uh, but obviously Carlos knows all about stress like yesterday within 1-0 <laughs> oh yes yes <laughs> Doing brilliantly. Well, listen this is incredible what a weekend Fulham won 1-0 my team in Uruguay Peñarol won 1-0 and the team I coach won 1-0 so no goals against. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Carlos and I have a mutual friend in Mexico. He's a Belgian guy uh, who's a Fulham fanatic. Uh, yeah. Bless him. Uh, and standard Liège. And standard Liège. And he said to me yesterday when I spoke to him that not once yet have Liège won at the same time as Fulham, at the same weekend as Fulham. Either <laughs> one or the other wins. You just can't get the two together. So, so you've had a good day there, Carl. Yeah, you have, you have. But you know, you talk about the situation. So I obviously watched the full game. I was even doing a little bit of commentary on it. And Sheffield United didn't look like a team that wanted to win. I mean, the first half was ridiculous. They just sat back, sat back. They were literally walking around the pitch. And obviously, yourselves Fulham were passing around, passing around, trying to get involved. Uh, obviously, not the quality in the final third. But Sheffield United, they. I'm not saying they ever had a chance of staying up, but at least put in a shift. It was very bizarre, wasn't it? For have that tactic, don't you think, Vartan? It must be very difficult for the manager to motivate them. He was walking around the pitch, trying to um, rouse them somehow. Um, they are that sort of team anyway. I think pretty much all they do have is, is that a bit of get up and go. Uh, nerves dictated that game uh, more than anything else. That's Point. why the quality was poor. They were both scared of committing um, to do much. Um, Fulham tried to do more. Um, the onus was on them. But like we've said, the quality in the last third is, is quite abysmal. When you see the likes of um, Loftus-Cheek and Anguissa uh, and, and Cavaliero bearing upon goal, they're quick, they're strong, yeah. they're powerful. They're, they've got some control leading up to that last third. But their shooting boots, oh my God, yeah. it's really frustrating getting into those positions. Uh, it's it's bad enough that we do a lot of sideways and backwards stuff just to retain the ball. But when you do get to do something, uh, an opportunity to be dynamic, it's a, a ridiculous, unrealistic shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like Loftus-Cheeks, to be honest. I think it was brilliant. Obviously, he's a lonely, just like many of your players are. But I think mm. it was brilliant. But like he said, the actual cutting edge, the, the kind of guy he's going to score is another match entirely. So let's look at the situation. So 25 games, 13 games left. Three points between yourselves. 
Okay, you've got another six pointer coming up against Palace. Uh, and then after that, like I said, um, uh, it's, it's oh, not challenging. Let's say you've got Fulham, uh, you've got Tottenham, sorry. And then you've got Liverpool. Liverpool. We, we wouldn't beat Fulham. <laughs> no, <laughs> get a draw. Uh, so let, let's look at the game. So you've got, you got Tottenham. Again, you're, you're at home. You've got a draw against them away. You've got Liverpool away. And you know what? Liverpool have been like at home. They've, they've had a shocker. There's no reason why you can't get a draw out of that. City. Oh, there are plenty of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Referees, VAR. Yeah, City, you're not going to beat. So let's just uh, move on from that. Uh, Leeds United at home. That's that's going to be hopefully a high scoring. And that's potentially a good game. Aston Villa, that could come out as a draw. Wolves could come out as a draw. Then Arsenal, you're going to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, and then it goes on from there. But overall, the next few games, you could get some draws and wins. Uh, there's there's only like two or three games there. You know, like you've got Burnley, Southampton, uh, United, and obviously Newcastle. And there's not there's not like any team there. You haven't got the Leicesters of the world play, you, you're playing against. You're not playing against West Ham again. You know, so it's all these type of teams. You've got through, I think, apart from a couple of games, some of the hardest teams you've got to play. Well, let's look at Newcastle. Let's look at Newcastle. So they've got they lost to United. they got Wolves, uh, West Brom. West Brom are still fighting. Villa, uh, Brighton, Tottenham again. But they've got West Ham still to play. They've got Liverpool. They've got us. Leicester still to play. They've yeah, got mate. Games. Look at May. Yeah, okay. May, May, right, May is, yeah, May. They've got Leicester. They've got City. They've got Sheffield United, who obviously will be gone by then, and then yourselves to finish on 23rd mm-hmm. of May. So I personally think you said about the running uh, being difficult. I think you probably, on balance, got slight edge, slight edge over Newcastle. Because Newcastle, their problem is not scoring, is that they leak goals. Obviously, oh, they, they do have a few problems with scoring as well. So um, realistically, what, what are your chances? If you get out of 10 and why, uh, we'll go to you, Vartan, first. The chance of you staying up, the three points between you, remember. What's your chances of staying up? What's your thoughts? I rate it better than 50 50, not much, but you know, 60 40. I'd say, honestly, um, strange things happen in the last quarter of a season. Uh, I've seen it before with Fulham, I've seen it with other teams, you know, great escapes and so on. Teams doing stuff that they haven't done all season, um, putting together two away wins on the trot, putting together an unbeaten run of seven or eight. Things that they haven't done all season. The mm. dynamics change because the teams they're playing have different requirements. I mean, who's to say, yeah, Sheffield United will be gone by the time Newcastle play them. But that has its own dynamic for Sheffield. Yeah. That's like, oh, well, freedom. I'm playing for my contract. Yeah. I'm playing for next year. Yeah. You know, they're relaxed. They know they've gone down. Yeah. That's not going to be easy if Newcastle are stressed. Yeah. All sorts of, uh, you know, on paper, you can say, well, they'll get three out of that, one out of that, nothing out of that. Yeah. But it just doesn't work that way in the last quarter. That's my experience. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, your thoughts on wildcards. But also, just uh, we talked a bit about the Vartan yesterday, about the crowd as well. How much the crowd, especially in these situations where you're stressed. And even think about Craven Cottage. I mean, even, you know, you're so, you're so close to the, the actual pitch. Uh, how much of an influence that may have on the whole situation, the whole picture. What's your thoughts? Uh, I don't put our chances better than 10%. (laughs) (laughs) That's very bleak. Come on. That's not that bad, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because don't forget, we, this is just this, we're coming off our good run, which is bound to end. And they're coming off a bad run. Uh, 
everything will change. They, they're bound to pick up a couple of wins and get some points when we face the tough teams. So that will take them five or six points or seven points above us again, you see. So at our best, in our best situation, all we can do is close the gap to three points. That's what we've done. Yeah. And, um, and we were saying that they have to play Manchester City, but they play them in May when they will be champions by then. They might even be planning for a European Cup semi-final or final, so they might put out the kids. Mm, yeah. You see, um, surely the kids no, will still beat Newcastle, though. Surely the kids will still be. Yeah. their second stringers will beat Newcastle, hundred percent. I don't know. I don't know. But it's yeah. In any case, it's not the same as playing your best team. So um, no, I I think that in the next few weeks after the Crystal Palace game, I think Newcastle will pull ahead again. I think what has destroyed our chances was those first seven, eight matches that we played. Mm. They left us so far behind that anything mm. we do now is going to fall short. Mm. Even though I think it's great what we're mm. doing. I think it's great. We're playing good football. We're picking up points. We're tough to beat. But you cannot give away seven or eight matches and then not pay the penalty. We lost seven in our first nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's I, I, look, until it's um, ca calculated that you can't get through and get out of relegation, then it's there's still a chance, and that's I think the hope they've got to stick with, haven't you? Right? Um, tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I, I, mathematical chances are there. I mean, Sheffield United have got a mathematical chance. <laughs> yeah, but th 13 games to go, I think it's too early to, and, and certainly more than 10 percent. I know we are naturally Fulham cynical. Uh, and I'm just as cynical as most people, but uh, from my, uh, from what I've seen myself, the evidence I've seen, the, the, um, the recent upturn, well, more than recent, it's, it's actually encompassed most of the season. Um, one or two um, dodgy halves in that lot, like against West Brom, for instance, the second half makes you wonder how the first half actually happened. Um, you know, we've had bits and pieces, but that obviously we're not going to be as consistent, but we've stopped leaking goals. And that's an incredible thing. That that uh, Wahim Anderson fellow, geez, if we could hang on to him, he's uh, he really made the difference. He's the guy that provided the pass for Lookman to run onto. Um, I think he's got great vision. He's confident. He's um, he breeds confidence in that defensive area. Things have changed when we changed our back four. That's a hell of a change to do mid-season or early on in the season. But um, the, the the progress is obvious. Um, the, the results uh, have improved as far as conceding goals. Look down the bottom there. Look how many we conceded last time we were in the Premier League. I mean, you know, we're competing. And I think that could make the, the difference between us and Newcastle. Um, the, the, the goals for and against Collins. Can yeah. I just say that Liverpool have conceded more goals than us? <laughs> That's for sure. But I don't think Liverpool will get relegated. Uh, no, no, let's I'm not sure, but I don't <laughs> think they will. 10%? Oh dear. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, Liverpool is bizarre how many goals they four, four, four goals against 34. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, By the way, they are, the yeah. signings have started well, haven't they? There's <laughs> <laughs> a the amount of sarcasm there in your voice. Oh, oh no, no, no. I think they're doing excellently. No, I thought. <laughs> One thing I've one thing just going sidetracking there is about Tiago. I've I've been shocked how bad he is. The mouth <laughs> he gives away as well. This guy came with Champions League winner, 
all the pedigree on paper. Apparently, he's committed more fouls than tackles. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a serious statistic. Oh, it was no, he's been, they always talk about how many fouls he concedes. He's really bad. He's and and gave the ball away badly against Leicester. Yeah. Um, and some of those losses uh, ended up in goals. So um, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely not put yeah. him in the team. I think he needs a break from it. But uh, getting back to your team anyway, we're good. we can talk about Liverpool forever. Um, yeah, so getting back to your team. So okay, we've talked about the situation. So let's look hypothetically at it. If you go down, you've got like so many low knees. Let's be honest, right? Both of you. So you've got Loftus Cheek, Lookman, and the list goes. And the list is then is virtually your whole first team. Um, do, do you think they should stay and, and give you a chance to get back up, or what's the chances, Carlos? Oh, they won't stay. They won't stay. Not for they won't no. stay for a season, no. No, 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 no way, no way. They're not going to play in the championship. Uh, Ariola, who last season played for Real Madrid mm. and belongs to Paris Saint Germain, will not go down to the championship. Great goalkeeper. Uh, Anderson, who uh, is a Leon player, mm. is not going to play in the championship. Mm. Um, who else? Aina, I doubt, unless Torino go down, which is the team he belongs to. Right. Um, but I, I think he's done well enough to probably get himself a contract with another Premier League team. I thought he was man of the match the other day, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Anthony Robinson is the sort of player we'll, we'll be left with. Well, he he's we've signed him. Yeah, he's exactly. not a lonely. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Camera, Camera. Lookman, Lookman again. Um, he's not going to go down nah. to the championship. I don't think any of those players will stay. Nah. We're, we're going to have to rebuild from scratch. Uh, Harrison Reed uh, would, would would be spotted by someone for his performances this year. Even he, though we signed him, he is a Fulham player. He might get sure. picked up by someone else. Might do. One of the promoted teams could mm. sign. Brentford might sign him. Oh, can you imagine? They struggled a little. Oh, no, they're still, are they still second? I think they are. Oh, yeah. Well, they've lost three on the trot, on the trot and yeah, they're still there. No. Yeah, yeah no, I don't. Th- I, I don't think they're going to come up. But hello, Brentford supporters. Hello. <laughs> we love I think you. Norwich are going to come up, but I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not sure that the second place is is a tag on for Brentford. Um, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you're obviously you'll lose a few players. But oh look, Parker, well, uh, is is a great manager. He's done amazing, and he's the right man to do the rebuild, right, to get you back up. He might be the right man to do the rebuild, but he's not the man who's going to do the rebuild. You think he'll get sacked? I don't think they'll sack him. No, no, it's not that. I just think our director of football and, uh, you know, um, Tony Khan will be more responsible probably for bringing the signings in than Parker. If Parker was being left to do the uh, rebuild, I would trust him more. Um, But uh, the, the record isn't great in that respect. Parker has proven himself. He's He's adapted fantastically this season and um he's a serious and somber enough guy but honest he looks honest sounds honest uh, the players obviously respect him and like him and are, are playing very hard for him and i like that they um when you hear a player being interviewed he come they come out with the same stuff that parker's coming out with mm. i like that they, they appear to be a team mm. which certainly wasn't the case the last time we were in this division um so yes he, sh- he should stay i can't think of anyone better right now um, but it's going to be a hell of a job. I dread to think what will happen. I have no idea, to be honest, if we went down, what would happen. Your thoughts, Carlos? 
I think he's done a wonderful job. His reading of the game and his understanding of the side has been tremendous because we were leaking goals. He had to find a system that suited the players that were brought in. Because sadly, uh, in modern football, it's not the manager who does the signing, the mm. signing of players, um, which seems absurd because he's the one who has to fit them into the team after that. You know, yeah. They're signed by the club and they say, right, do something with this. Mm. You know, It's like giving a chef uh, ingredients and then telling him to, to prepare something without, instead of allowing him to choose the ingredients to prepare something in the best way possible. Yeah. Uh, well, this is exactly the same. And um, he went for a three-man central defense um, and two wing backs initially. Uh, he's um, put in a solid center two, uh, normally Harrison Reed or Lamina, often Angisa, who I have doubts about. Um, and up front, he has experimented because we were so feeble up front. But he has tried different things. And he got the first part of the job right by making us a difficult team to break down. Yeah. And from a solid defense, he has built a team that can pick up points. Mm. And it's not his fault that we don't have a striker who can strike. <laughs> that is the uh, responsibility of the man that Varton mentioned, who deserves a statue outside of Craven Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if he had done a better job, only slightly, it didn't require much. You know, to get someone who can actually put the ball in the back of the net and maybe more than one player who can put the ball in the back of the net. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Uh, then we might not be in this uh, position. But I think if Fulham stay up, I have no doubt whatsoever that manager of the season should be Scott Parker oh. and not whoever wins the Premier League, who will be Guardiola. They always yeah. give it to the manager who wins yeah. the league. I mean, that is just silly because it's obvious. Uh, and, and and with the resources they have, where you when you really see what a manager's worth is when he does something with a weak side. Mm. I mean, anyone can be successful with a powerful team. I'm not trying to say Guardiola isn't great. I think he's a fantastic manager. Mm. But um, what would he do at Fulham? Yeah, it's a good point. And I think I think hopefully that this month he's not going to win likes of the year. Uh, he'll probably win hopefully this month he'll win manager of the month for this month because like i said what he's done with you is exceptional it looked all done and dusted the bottom three um and we know the bottom two are sorted they're so far away 14 points 11 points you know 25 points is like a million miles for them um but you know what fulham have done and to get to where you are he deserves all applaud it so no fair play to him so last week last couple of questions on this so with fulham look You've done well, um, and like I said, the start of the season obviously got you in this position. If you do stay up, do you honestly think that you could have a sustained time in the Premiership, or is it just going to be a kind of you, you stay up like a Huddersfield and then you go straight back down the season after you literally finish at the bottom of the table? What's your thought? Considering, as you know, we've just talked earlier about the teams that are probably coming up: Norwich, maybe Brentford, Swansea around there, there or thereabouts. What, what's your what's your thoughts on the matter? Well, if um, I think we could certainly sustain one year, 
if we hang, hang on to these guys and even strengthen, particularly up front, uh, and all the other elements stayed in place, then the evidence is we would easily stay up. We would, we would you know, almost thrive as a mid-table team. There's no reason why you couldn't do that. If you took away our start and added the, um, the uh, figures that we've produced in the last couple of thirds of this season so far, then we, it would have us easily mid-table. And that's the evidence I would need to say, yeah, we could easily stay up next year if we bought one or two um, strikers. Um, so, it, yes, we would survive. We wouldn't be a yo-yo team uh, if those things uh, were kept in place. Yeah, yeah. And your thoughts, Carl? Because you think about it, even the pundits were talking about it uh, yesterday, how much Fulham have grown throughout the season. You, Your team has been probably the most progressive. Obviously, they, they always talk about leads. But I think overall, as a team that's developed your trajectory has been going up and up and up. I mean, what's your thoughts on the matter? Despite what most people say, I actually think it's not that difficult to survive in the Premier League. Okay. Um, let's put it this way. Had we had someone who could put away a penalty, <laughs> we would probably not be in a relegation position now. We'd mm. be in a relegation fight, but we wouldn't be in a relegation spot. So, I mean, if we could survive having done as badly as we did early on, and then when you see some of the opposition, you think, well, you know, they're not really that tough. <laughs> I mean, you know, people like to build up the Premier League. They like to build up the championship, which I think is very poor. And certainly there are good teams in the Premier League. Certainly, of course, there are. But... All I'm saying is that in order to survive, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, now, whether we would remain for a sustained period of time, I don't think, and Vartan and I have often talked about this, nobody outside the very big teams is going to stay there for a very long time. Everyone knows they're on borrowed time. Yeah, yeah. Sooner or later, they're going to go down. Wolves will go down. Southampton will go down. Yeah. Crystal Palace will go down. They Brighton are. will go down. They will all go down, except for Man United, Man City, uh, Arsenal, Everton. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to include Liverpool because I'm not that sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. You're quite right. That, but I, we've I often talked that. about this, Martin, haven't we? Yeah. Well, because, uh, Malcolm, you may or may not remember, we, we, um, we, we stayed in that division 13 years. Uh, that was our, our best run. And okay, the league was, funny enough, quite different then. Things were different then, uh, even going back to that time, which was only two, between 2000 and 2014. Mm. Um, and yet it seems like a lifetime away for one reason or another. Uh, and we say now, look, will Brighton stay in the division that long? Will, will, will uh, West Ham even stay in the division that long? I can't see it, not like, oh, yeah. not like we did. So I'm very proud of what we achieved, but I think those days are gone. Apart from those top six or seven um, biggish teams, including Everton, which is strange because they may not be a big team, but they never get relegated. They've well, they are, relegated, they? they are a big team. Yeah, yeah but are. you know, in the context of the others, they're not. If you compare them in a little mini league of big teams in the Prem, they're not really. They'd be at the bottom of that league, but um, but they never get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you've got to include them. Uh, but everyone you know, else is. In, in, in the in the 90s uh, mid or towards the end of the 90s uh, 
obviously Arsenal and Everton were the two teams that had been in the top flight the, lo- the longest, mm. as is the case now. But do either of you know who the third best team was? For, for those sorts of stats? For, for remaining in the top flight. Leeds, I've got a strange reason. Was it Coventry? Yes. Yeah, for some reason they were it always was there. Wow. It was Coventry. Incredible, That's incredible. <laughs> longer than Liverpool, longer than Man United. Yeah. The only teams that had been in the top flight longer than Coventry were Arsenal and Everton. That's why, you know, and eventually look what happened to them. They went down to League One. And, and, and I think also they're one of the teams that we played the fewest number of times for that reason, mm. because we went very rarely in the Premier or Top League and they were always in it. So and when we went up, they went down. Yeah. We've hardly ever played them. And I always, yeah, I noted that. Was interesting. Mm. Yeah, because even when you said you had your run, you think about the teams that were around at the time: Blackpool, Wigan. Oh yeah, Hull. Hull. Oh, Barnsley were Bolton. there. Barnsley. 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 Yes. Bolton. Bradford yes. City. Yeah. Bradford. Yes. Yes. It was, it was mad. And look at the. Look at even those Liverpool teams. were there. <laughs> oh, sorry, they still are. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. I agree with you 100. That there's teams that, apart from like I said, the top, let's say six to eight teams. Uh, that will go down. It's funny for me, out of all those teams, for enough, even though obviously we're, we're obviously ultimately Londoners, the Palace have stayed up. I know they've gone down and they've come back up, but how have they stayed up for so long and been, well, what they are? It's, it's incredible. And well, I'm, I'm not surprised know. because don't forget they were the team of the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That never happened, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bizarre. But um, yeah, no, look, we'll see what happens. You got Palace next, like I said. Um, so hopefully you, uh, well, you see how you get on. And um, hopefully then you, you go on a little bit of a run. We'll see what happens with Fulham.